do not forget that your friendship is valuable, that being your friend could enrich someone else's life in immeasurable ways and vice versa. Just think, what if your new friend introduces you to the love of your life? What if your company is hiring and it's the perfect job for your new friend of yours who's miserable and burnt out at their current position? What if they recommend a book that has the exact solution to an issue you have been plagued by for decades? What if having coffee with you makes your new friend feel like someone in this world actually cares and maybe they'll stick around after all? These are all within the realm of possibility, but what if none of those things happen and you just have a good time and enjoy each other's company? Is that not worth at least trying to overcome the temporary discomfort of making a new friend? Are you going to let your fear of looking silly or quote-unquote uncool prevent you from having a relationship with them? You're listening to the Purpose Filter Podcast, the show that shares deathbed wisdom along with actionable strategies to help you improve your quality of life while you're still here. I'm your host, Dr. Louis Kathy Zhang, hospice doctor, certified life coach, soon to be certified hypnotist, and just a human being trying to be human. On this episode, we are talking about human connection. It is actually the first of a two-part series specifically related to friendships. The first episode, this one, is going to talk about creating new friendships. And the second one next week, we'll talk about maintaining friendships as an adult and also how to deal with any obstacles and challenges that may come up along the way. At the end of these 20-some-odd minutes, you will learn why human connection is important for our physical, mental, and emotional health, some of the obstacles that make it hard for us to create new connections as an adult, some ideas that you can use yourself to expand your social circle, to meet new people, and how to deal with that awkward phase when you're trying to take a new friendship from, hey, we're acquaintances to let's be real friends. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week here at the Purpose Filter Podcast. As I said in the intro, this episode is the first of two about human connection and specifically about friendships. This episode is going to talk about creating new friendships. And look, we know that humans are wired for social connection. We are pack animals, right? Literally one of the main priorities of the Surgeon General, Dr. Vivek Murthy, is about social connection and the loneliness epidemic. They even had an advisory bulletin talking all about it. And so in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about why human connections are important, friendship specifically, and maybe some of the obstacles that prevent us or make it difficult for us to create new friendships, especially as an adult, right? And then talk a little bit about the action-based strategies that we can use in our everyday lives. So let's get to it. The first thing that I hear all the time, and trust me, I am one of those people who used to believe this as well, is that it is so hard to make friends as an adult. And hear me out. Yes, it is. It really is. Honestly, 
Everyone is busy. We all have routines. Most people do the same things week in, week out. And so that means there's not a lot of opportunity for us to meet new people. And it's the same thing if you are searching for a romantic partner. Most people meet friends from when they were in school, high school, college, if you went to grad school, or maybe from work. And then once you graduate from school, you lose that proximity, that constant stream of new people. Every year, there's a new class of students to come in, and that expands your options for social connection. And nowadays, we feel like we don't have time, we're too exhausted from work, from commuting, family obligations, and you want me to socialize with new people? (laughs) I don't think so, right? (laughs) So not to mention, there are things that make it harder, like if you have social anxiety, or if you are introverted, or perhaps you are neurodivergent, and social cues and that sort of thing are harder for you to pick up on. But studies consistently show that adults with strong social support systems have a lower risk of developing mental health issues like depression, anxiety. They tend to be happier, they are physically healthier, and they live longer. People who are lonelier, more isolated than they want to be tend to be less happy, their health declines earlier in midlife, their brain functioning declines sooner, like, and they live shorter lives. And so, especially during COVID, this was a huge, huge problem, right? They found that 36% of adults in July 2020 felt lonely during the pandemic. Adults ages 18 and 19 were 61%, 61% more likely to feel lonely compared to older adults. And then there was a study in The Lancet that found that the prevalence of loneliness increased significantly during the pandemic, with rates increasing from 15 to 60% across different countries. That was published February of 2021. And I came across this article recently that even in South Korea, the government has started to subsidize to pay what they call reclusive youth, quote unquote, that ages nine to 23, who really didn't leave the house aside from getting groceries, they don't really socialize. They were going to pay them the equivalent of $500 a month to re-enter society to help their psychological and emotional stability and to encourage more social interactions. And so... Again, I used to think the same exact thing before I entered this world of like mindset and coaching and therapy and self-development and all this stuff. And I used to be like, I can't make new friends as an adult. And it's so hard. And I want you to see that with a little bit of intention, that is not true at all. And that's coming from an introvert who was way too shy to talk to anyone. So if I can do it, there's a hope for you too. Now, when it comes to creating new connections, think about how many new people you meet on a daily basis. Literally, actually think about how many new people you meet, and then you can extrapolate it. How many people did I meet in the past month? How many new people in the past three months, in the past year? And again, this is the same thing if you're single and you want to meet potential new partners. And in many ways, It is a numbers game. And obviously, I'm not here to be like, hey, go wild and meet tons of people for the sake of increasing numbers and your social connection and, you know, potential romantic partners. No, 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 not at all. But 
if you are not putting yourself in the situation where you could potentially expand your social circle by meeting new people, then you're not going to be able to make new friends. And so it's about putting yourself in situations where you are more likely to encounter new people who might then become a new connection, a new acquaintance, and then grow into a new friendship. And so I want you to also think about your goals. Why do you want to create more new connections and new friendships? Think about what values are important to you when it comes to friendships. Let's say if your current friend circle, for example, tends to gossip about other people and talk crap about them behind their back, and you don't want to partake in that, then when you're trying to search for these new friendships, start looking for the types of people who don't do that, who are all about uplifting each other, for empowering each other. And then when, you know, someone says bad things about someone else, you're like, oh, okay, like we're, we don't do that here or something like that. And then get in proximity with them. One of, um, you know, Tony Robbins loves to say proximity is power. And we all know that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time around. So if you are into personal development, if you want to improve your life, if you want to spend more time with people who you admire, who you want to become more like, then you have to actively search them out. And so one of the most common things to foster that kind of new relationship is common interests. So for myself, I have expanded my social circle through podcasting, through entrepreneur networks and events, you know, common interests such as being a woman physician, being an Asian, or any of those things. So ask yourself, what do you enjoy? Is it hobbies? Is it sports? Is it something intellectual related? And then what do you have in common with these people? And it might require some inner reflection. And again, it could be hobby related, let's say bird watching or softball or something related to your race or ethnic cultural identity, maybe what language you speak, your sexual identity, whether you're a parent, the list goes on and on and on. And so there are opportunities like joining a community organization, a religious organization, volunteering, networking events or industry conferences or workshops. I literally took 22 flights last year, 22 in 2022. That was not on purpose, but that's how it ended up. And I went to so many conferences and networking events last year, and that totally expanded my worldview and how I relate to others. There are plenty of online platforms. I know several people who met friends through that app, Bumble, but there's another setting of it called Bumble BFF, so you can meet friends. When I moved to a new city, I used to go on meetup.com, and I went to some events there. There was like game night and bowling. Those were super fun. You can join someone else's community. You know, if there's an influencer, a coach, or someone that you like, there are Facebook groups for all sorts of people. And then also leverage your current social circle. So here's an idea. The next time you hang out with friends, ask them to bring someone cool or someone that you haven't met before. Or if you're hosting an outing or a dinner party, be like, hey, If you're going to come, bring one new person who you think is great, who you think is amazing. That's another very easy way to meet new people. Then it's like, oh, this person is a first connection. Then, and this person likes this person, then I'm going to like this new person potentially. 
Now, this episode is mostly about creating new friendships, but don't forget about rekindling old friendships or connections. Maybe you lost touch or maybe you had an argument. Those are also options for you because let me tell you this, at the end of life, you have no idea how many people try to rectify, try to fix, try to repair old relationships that somehow went awry. And they're like, oh my God, I am dying. I don't want to die with this hanging over my head. I don't want to die leaving things as they are now. And so if that's you, if I'm describing you right now, then I encourage you to at least think about how you would feel if your current relationship with that person, whether it's family, a friend, a coworker, whoever it is, continues this way and you are on your deathbed facing possibly your last few moments in life. Do you want this to continue being the status quo of your relationship or do you want to fix it? That is up to you. I can't answer that for you. I can only bring you a little bit of perspective from what I see for my patients who are at the end of life. Another thing is, hey, don't discount online friendships, especially with the pandemic. You may have only engaged with someone virtually, and I can still be a powerful way to connect with others, even though it's not ideal and it's not in person. I've personally met a bunch of people online and only recently in the past year or so have I met them in person. And it's actually always kind of funny to me meeting people in real life because you can't really tell on Zoom how tall someone is. And so I met one woman in person. She's like five feet tall. I could not believe it. I was like, you have major tall girl energy online. She's like, yeah, I get that a lot. (laughs) So I never would have met these people if it were not for the internet. And so all of that was a big list of places, situations, conditions, what have you, that you can use to expand your social circle, to make new connections. You know, I had a friend who found new friends via a knitting group, another from book club. And here's what I want to say about making new friends. It does take effort. It takes energy. It takes intention. And it's going to be uncomfortable to take the initiative. It's like going from an acquaintance to, hey, let's grab coffee or let's hang out. It's literally like asking someone out on a date. And here's what I want to remind you. Do not forget that your friendship is valuable. That being your friend could enrich someone else's life in immeasurable ways and vice versa. And don't forget about the ripple effect. I'll tell you a quick story. I had met someone at a women physician networking event maybe about a year ago. We were sitting at dinner and she is talking about what she wants to do in the world and her business and her passion, that sort of thing. And I was like, why haven't you done a TED Talk? And she's like, oh, well, uh, I was thinking about it. I don't really know how to go about it. I had recently, maybe about a week or two before that event, seen a webinar for this coach who would help people land their TED Talks. And so I was like, oh, here, connect with this guy. You can hire him. You can talk with him, et cetera, et cetera. A year later, randomly, out of the blue, at like eight o'clock on a weekday evening, she calls me and she's like, hey, and you know, we've become friends since then. She's like, hey, it's me. And I was like, yeah, hey, what's up? And she goes, um, 
it's possible that my talk is going to be seen by like 30 million people, or at least it's going to be sent out to their email list of 30 million people. And I was like, holy shit. And she's like, I called you before my husband. She's like, you were the first person I called because just from that one encounter, she got an idea. And it seemed very just nonchalant to me. I was just like, yeah, cool, sure, just do that. And it is going to change her life. And I cannot tell you, it's going to change so many people's lives because of what she's putting out into the world. And so I literally, after we hung up, it hit me. And I literally wept (laughs) tears of joy and gratitude because I had a very, very small hand in that. And it felt really wonderful. And I want to remind you that we get so caught up in, oh my God, what are they going to think of me if I try to take this acquaintanceship, acquaintanceship if, if it's a word. I think we get so caught up in what are they going to think about me if I try to be their friend. And we forget about how much we can offer to other people. Just think, what if your new friend introduces you to the love of your life? What if your company is hiring and it's the perfect job for your new friend of yours who's miserable and burnt out at their current position? What if they recommend a book that has the exact solution to an issue you have been plagued by for decades? What if having coffee with you makes your new friend feel like someone in this world actually cares and maybe they'll stick around after all? These are all within the realm of possibility. And let me back up a sec because I know that those few questions may feel really anxiety-inducing because it's like, oh my God, there's so much pressure to change the world and change their life. Let's take that pressure off because I know it can feel like, oh my God, am I good enough to change someone's life like that? But what if none of those things happen and you just have a good time and enjoy each other's company? Is that not worth at least trying to overcome the temporary discomfort of making a new friend? Are you going to let your fear of looking silly or quote-unquote uncool prevent you from having a relationship with them? And also, there are tons of people in this world who want to make new friends, especially as an adult, and would be excited and ecstatic about connecting with someone new. So if the person you're approaching isn't into it, that's okay. There will be more people. And don't forget, your time is valuable as well. You get to choose who you allow into your circle. It is okay to want to be around people who also want to be around you. And of course, with any relationship, it will be slow. It might be awkward at first. Have patience. Give it time. Check in with each other because you have to nurture a relationship, especially at the beginning and continuing on, which we'll talk about maintaining friendships in the next episode. Give as much as you receive. And if you are looking for more evidence of how you can create new connections, new friendships, listen to this. I have many elderly patients who find ways to create new friendships very, very late in life. And for a lot of these patients, especially as they grow older, their partners have passed, their friends have passed, their siblings have died. If they have kids, they are probably really, really busy like you and I. And so if 
what I mentioned earlier with social anxiety, with feeling uncomfortable, being the person to take initiative, if that really bothers you with doing it with people who are like you, your age, that sort of thing, that's something you can consider. Talk to older people. Talk to people who have life wisdom, who may not have the social connections that they want to. And then it can be a beautiful relationship for both of you. And it's possible for these people who are older to form you connections, sometimes in very unlikely places and with unlikely people. It is never too late to create meaningful connections with people if that's what you want to do. And I highly, highly encourage it. So as we wrap this episode up, I hope that you will consider who is one person who you can think of that you would like to have a deeper connection with? Maybe it's something as simple as sending someone a message saying, hey, I was listening to a podcast episode about friendship and I thought of you and I just wanted to see how you're doing. Or what is one way you can try to meet new people and then pick one and go do it? Schedule it into your calendar and make it happen. These new friends are not going to come to you if you keep doing what you're doing, if you find that you're not meeting the types of people that you want to meet. So that's it for this episode about creating new friendships. Make sure you follow and subscribe to this show so that you don't miss another episode, especially next week's one on maintaining friendships as an adult and also how to cope and deal with the obstacles that may come up along the way. As always, I so appreciate you every day for listening every week and... Take care of yourselves and take care of each other.